2: Hi, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Wild Card Weekend gets going tomorrow. All right, so here's the deal. Like you know, you wonder
3: why these companies do deals with the NFL, whether it be FanDuel or you know any one of their partners, TV partners, and how popular it is. Now, have you ever heard of a company? And I'm, I'm maybe I'm just I have my head in the sand. I'm not sure. But have you ever heard of a company
2: called TCL? TCL, no, uh, I don't know what they do. Maybe if you told me what they do, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right, TCL. But as you're just asking me TCL, I don't know right.
3: TCL. I, I, I've never heard of TCL, and it turns out that they just started a new partnership with the NFL, so I started investigating exactly what TCL is. It's it's a manufacturer that makes televisions. Uh, they do mobile phones and soundbars and headphones. I, I This is the first I've ever seen of them. Yeah. And they do have TVs that are... Up to 98 inches.
4: Mm. Look it's at the big-ass nice
3: TV. I mean,
2: look at the size of that TV. It's a QLED TV. Mm. And having football on that 98-inch TV was probably something that makes a lot of sense. You want
5: one of those, Al? Definitely. Where do we put it in your apartment, though? Uh, <clears> I do think I have one wall that might fit it, but it's like my normal wall. Like, I'd have to probably go behind the couch. But I think, like, with a 98-inch TV... I, you got to be away from it a
3: little bit. You can't yeah, be like, probably. right next to it. And you have a very small living room. I do probably. remember. Like we were like almost our elbows were touching all right. three of us when we were standing in your el- in your living room.
5: Yeah, right. that, that would be an immersive experience in my place. You'd really be immersed.
3: <laughs> yeah, but again, I like I had no idea who these guys were and then all of a sudden I see this morning they announced a partner. I don't know if I got, I think it was this morning they announced the partnership. With the nice. NFL, so now I know who TCL is. All right.
2: Look at that. Using the NFL to get your word out there, your name out there. It's a uh, tried and true tradition, and it's working again with uh, with TCL. Oh, they got robot vacuums, too. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. And dehumidifiers, I De- saw. Um, yeah, sound bars. Nice. I like it. Like it. All right, good for them. Okay. Uh, what do you make of this Lamar Jackson thing? Do you think that there is a layer of this that's not just what is on the surface, that he's not healthy enough to play? Because any guy who has a contract dispute with a team as publicly as he has and now doesn't come back for these playoff for the playoffs, uh there's gonna be people that are talking about it. Now, I, I don't believe that even with the contract situation that Lamar Jackson would try to spite the Ravens and not play if he were healthy what I do think might be going on however is the fact that he doesn't have anything guaranteed after this year no money he's got a knee that is an issue if he plays on that knee and he makes that knee worse and he hurts himself that is going to severely affect the amount of money that he's going to make in the offseason. There's no question about it. So I would wonder if he had signed this deal last year and had this long-term contract, would he be playing in this game?
3: You know, I saw him interacting with some of the fans that are, are questioning whether or not he should be playing. And I think that he lays it out pretty honestly and transparently that he does have a PCL strain and that they're still uh, swelling. Uh, uh, he's still swollen in his knee area, and he's uncomfortable. And he's not a hundred percent. And by saying he's not a hundred percent, that doesn't mean he's not like ninety five percent, okay. And that that's where I would say is the crux of what you're saying. Like, are you good enough to go? And but then again, he hasn't practiced at all. And I don't know where you know he would be in terms of like playing a four quarter game, uh, both mentally and physically. Um, but the fact that he is talking to fans on Twitter and saying, hey, look, man, I want to be out there, but I can't be out there. You know, I I, I, well, I mean, that's I, basically I, taking him at his word. And I, I mean, I, I don't I, know. I, but, you know, to put that out there publicly like that, I believe him. I do believe him. But I I wouldn't doubt that he could be 90% and could play. I wouldn't doubt that either. Yeah. I almost feel like this is a senior in college or a kid yes. that is getting ready to go into the
2: NFL draft and his team is in a bowl game and he's not playing. And right, and in, in a bowl game that matters, like maybe one of the four playoff, you know, the one of the bowl game playoffs, um as opposed to just a regular, you know, uh, whatever the run of the mill bowl game because this game obviously clearly matters. I just this is what happens, though, when the money in sports becomes so large, and for quarterbacks especially. And this Lamar, the, the uh, Deshaun Watson deal is has been influencing this Lamar Jackson negotiation from the beginning of the year. And I don't know. I mean, if I were a Ravens fan and I found out that he could play on this and is choosing not to because he's afraid he's going to make it worse and that's going to affect his money, yeah, it would be infuriating to me as a sports fan. But Can you blame a guy? This is going to be his biggest shot at making money. And for him and his business and his family, that might be the smarter thing to do. Now, there's not a single football fan that's going to sit there and agree with that decision. You're going to sit out a playoff game. You're supposed to be out there for your teammates. You're supposed to be out there for your fans. You, you know you, you have been paid a significant amount of money up until this point. You are getting paid this year. How are you going to do that? But I, I'm telling you right now, there's been some discussions. We've seen guys, for the crying out loud, Philip Rivers, and I know he didn't have a contract uh, probably sitting out there the next year for him, but Philip Rivers played an entire AFC Championship game almost, almost with a torn ACL in his knee. A different type of player
3: than Lamar. Lamar's game is... A lot of it is those explosive runs that he takes off with. And I, I don't blame him for not wanting to put uh, himself in jeopardy because that's a big part of his game. That's why he is as good as he is. So, um, I'm here, But here's the other thing I will say, is if the coaching staff and the training staff thinks that he should be playing or could be playing, then that throws a little you know, fly in the ointment, as they say, uh, when it comes to discussing these uh, contracts with his team. If the team believes, and we don't know whether or not the team believes this, (laughs) that he should be playing, why would the team want to go into a contract negotiation with him? You know, I, I, could you? It wouldn't be surprising to me. Number one, I think there's three things that happen here. Number one, they will franchise tag him, which would be a huge number. Yes, which which would be good for Lamar, but it's a one year deal. Number two, they do come up with a solution and he gets a new contract and he's accepting of that and by the way Roquan Smith who just got the, the uh, contract from the Ravens this week also is a player who represents himself just so you know that he doesn't have an agent so he had to do this and he got 100 million and I think he's got like 61 million or something guaranteed in that contract so that would be more on the lines of the contract that they'd like to give Lamar not that Obviously, much more money than that, but that type of contract where there is a lot of protection for the team because of the way that the kid plays. So I, but if if this is a situation where Harbaugh and everybody in that building thinks that he sh- should be playing and he's not, then what do you do?
2: You can't bring him back. That's the end of it. You got to go in a different direction. If if there is someone that really believes and someone that that John Harbaugh trusts and comes to him and says that I've seen Lamar play through stuff worse than this, and he's not doing it this time around, then that that's the end of it. He can't he can't be a Baltimore Raven again. That that to me wipes out all the good things that he has done in the past as a Baltimore Raven. And it's not as if he's brought them to three Super Bowls and won one. I mean he's won one playoff game. And I know that he won an MVP. I know he's a very good player to a great player. I understand all those things. But Someone else can deal with that at that point, because we had you uh, ready to play a playoff game. We went through all the treatments, got you there, and now you're telling me you can't, if that is the case. Now, we don't know that. Maybe it is really messed up. Maybe he says, I can't give 100%, and he's really 30%. So what is is your
3: prediction? Is he the quarterback of the Ravens next year?
2: I just don't know who's going to give him that giant contract. I mean, is it Woody Johnson and the Jets? No, uh, you might as well then <laughs> say goodbye to Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and everybody else. But I'm just like, but the reason why I say that is the Jets obviously have a quarterback problem. Joe Douglas has a tie to the Baltimore Ravens organization, and Woody Johnson just said yesterday that he would spend big bucks for a quarterback. So, so that's then, why. Then,
3: then you better you better get an offensive coordinator that reflects who your quarterback sure. is. Sure,
2: but I'm like, let's if you think through the league, the the Carolina Panthers could that be a place that would sign him to big bucks? All depends on who their coach is. So, so I think that the Ravens ultimately probably will be too scared to let him go and try to find the next guy. They should try to find common ground, but you know if he's going to hold out for all this
3: guaranteed money, I just don't think the Ravens are going to go down that road. I mean, Steve Bashotti said it that you know that contract with the the Sean Watson is going to create a problem for for players and teams, and they have one down in Baltimore because they're not really sure what they have, honestly.
2: Well, and that's that's the issue. So if this were Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, if it was any one of those guys, they're getting paid. They got no choice. They have no choice. Team has no choice. But Lamar Jackson's right there on the fence where if everything worked out, you'd feel good about bringing them back. But because the demands are where they are, and then you throw this injury wrinkle into the thing where you don't know exactly what's <laughs> happening. I mean, that changes things. But I also wonder from Lamar's standpoint, because in order for him to not be a Raven next year, someone else is going to have to give him that gigantic contract if the Ravens say goodbye, we thought you could play and you didn't, and we're not even going to franchise you. So Lamar, there has to be some sort of leverage there for him too, instead of him crawling back to the Baltimore Ravens. That's why I'm trying to think, you know, what team would be shoot up to the top of that list that would end up paying him and want to go in the Lamar Jackson, go into Lamar Jackson business. You well, know? Though, going into the Lamar Lamar Jackson business is only probably
3: about five teams that you would sit here and say, or maybe six, that need quarterbacks who would need to change things because coaches are changing. And, you know, let's say the Rams are changing their coach. I don't know if they are yet or not because he hasn't made an announcement. But let's say they are. I mean, they still have Matthew Stafford on the contract. They're not changing the offense for... You know, a guy who's already under contract and then bringing another guy in and giving him a new contract. So that's not happening. Yeah. So you have to look at the teams like Carolina.
2: You know, I mean, could a team like the Saints want to go down that road? What about the Colts or the Texans who are trying to rebuild and get things going in the right direction? Do you see either one of those teams going that route? Depending on who their coach is. Again, remember, they have
3: whoever they hire, you know, will kind of give you an indication of what kind of player
2: they're going to want at that position. I mean, there's just so many teams that I look at and I just don't believe would would go and do That's it. That's why he should stay there in Baltimore. He's beloved in Baltimore.
3: The fans love him. Um, you know, the players love him. Uh, the team, I'm sure, would like to keep him and keep things rolling for the next four to five years. Because, you know, he's a unique talent and he creates all sorts of problems when you're playing against them. You know, he's thrown better over the last two years, even though they haven't been great offensively.
2: I'll give you one. What about... The Buccaneers, if Tom Brady does leave, and they feel like they still have a good enough team to be able to get to the Super Bowl and win another one, would they panic and then end up going to get someone like Lamar Jackson? I'm, I'm just telling you
3: that then Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and all those guys that have been playing with Tom Brady and playing in a certain type of offense, where they are getting a million opportunities, yeah, all that's going to dry up. Yeah, so it doesn't sound, doesn't sound like there's a lot of good landing spots. I for mean, him. we all understand how uh, effective he is when he is healthy and how great he is. But we also all understand how different he is as a player. And I just think that internally, they may be looking at this like, you know, he's not playing. He should be playing. And if he's not playing because he's protecting his knee, then you know what? We're, we're done with this. But I don't know. We'll see.
2: Let's go to Kyle in New Jersey. What's going on, Kyle? Good morning, guys. Uh Listen, man, I think... uh Answer your question, Boomer. Yeah. I think he's gone. Wow. Because a guy, a guy like him, a quarterback like him, his caliber, he's playing. If that was, um, if that was any Peyton Manning, he's playing. Eli, he's playing. So I think he's worried about his future. I think he wants to get paid. He knows he's got the Jets who need a quarterback, and he knows there's going to be other options. I mean, you look at Seattle. I think Seattle's going to, you think, you think they're going to ride with Geno? You know, I mean, come
3: on. And I like Geno. Right, so- Kyle, Kyle, let me ask you a question. Would you, would you know, uh, every year that Lamar's been there, their passing uh-huh. offense, their passing offense for wide receivers especially has been one of the worst. And his best friend, Marquise uh, Brown, wanted out of there. I mean, so you think you're going to add Lamar Jackson to Seattle. How do you think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are going to take that? Well, in that case, they won't like that at all. Right. So, I, you know, you know, I mean, so you got to think about, you know, what, you know, what what these teams, what kind of shape they're in, who are their best players, you know, and this league is a passing league. It is. And he's an anomaly. It's a different type of game when you're playing as him, which, which is one of the reasons why I think he's so effective is because you don't see this kind of thing.
2: Yeah, and he, I, I I think he throws the ball a little better than, than you think he throws the ball. I don't think he's a complete zero throwing the ball. I said he got better this year. Yeah, So, but I, it's not like these wide receivers are... I mean, I, I can't imagine every wide receiver being pissed off that Lamar Jackson would be there. Why would one of his best friends want to leave? No, I agree. I mean, but he went to go play with Kyler Murray. He didn't leave to go play with... Because he thought
3: that they had a passing offense and he was going to be out there with DeAndre Hopkins. And by the way, you know, you see how DeAndre Hopkins, those guys are all upset, too, because, you know, like, you know, the one thing <laughs> you got to understand, like, everybody wants their numbers. Why do you think Garrett Wilson as a rookie is frustrated? Why do you think Elijah Moore doesn't have a, you know, he's basically telling you, I have no relationship with my quarterback. Mm. You know, Because you know, the guys that he went to college with or the guys that are came out of college, like DK Metcalf and those guys before him got huge numbers everywhere else. You know, I'm sure they're on a text thread together. I'm sure they're all talking with each other. I'm I'm, I'm sure the agents, the families, and everybody else are on their ass about, you know, the quarterback's not throwing you the ball and all this other crap. I'm just telling you that those guys are impactful in the locker room, and they want their numbers. They want their balls. And uh, he's just not a guy that's going to bring the best out in wide receivers. That's just all there is to
0: it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Yeah, feel good football Friday on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Wild card weekend. We're finally here on this Friday. Two games Saturday. Well, no. Yeah, two games Saturday, three Sunday, one on Monday night. Got to get used to the new schedule. And by the way, just very quickly before we get to Jerry. You know, I see Eddie the Picks jockey tweet out this morning. I get the feeling that Geo doesn't like me. What is he talking Based about? Based on what? All I've done, I don't know. I just think that he's maybe a little bit off base or I don't know. All I've done this week is promote the hell out of this guy. Take his phone calls, have conversations with him. We've talked about sprucing up his Twitter account. I'm telling it, retweeting his tweets, telling the world about him. That's all I've done. Tried to make him a star. That's what I've done. And he goes, I get the feeling he doesn't like me. I might be the guy who likes him more than anybody here.
5: Yeah, that's a weird one. Man. You think he fell off a horse? What happened? Did he I, fall off a horse? I yeah, think he I did. Know. He did say that
2: one time he had a, a rough ride. The yeah, rough ride, right? He fell so, off the horse. I don't know. You know, and all he did is amplify everything that he's done. I love the guy. Yeah. I, I can read text messages to my friend who says that they, you know, they loved Eddie. Yeah. I'm like, how great is he? How awesome is this guy? It's such a great radio story. He called up about the boomer donkey thing.
3: Yeah. I and by the way, he won again last night with his pick, his initial pick that That's he put right. out there.
2: Which was Texas State minus two and a half. I jumped on it. Minus two and a half, I got it there. Some people, after Eddie once again in our audience influenced the line, it went up to three. So there's some people that got the push. But then it go did go back to two and a half later in the day. And most people won. So now, with us at least, he's two out of three. And I guess he's 12 out of 13. Wolf out of his last 13 with the college basketball. And there's that little five foot nine guy that he was talking about yes. on Texas State. Look at this guy. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, incredible. 5'9", 140 pounds. This was the guy that made Eddie want to bet Texas State last night, and he was right about it. Uh, all right, Jerry Recco Good is back with us. I'm so jealous of Jerry and Rutgers, I got to tell you. Why? I think it's the coolest thing to be able to be a part of a team like that. I and agree. I had a little taste of it. When I was working for Pitt football years ago, and they were okay, you know, a mediocre team. Sure. But it's not like they were terrible, but they weren't great. And what's building there with Rutgers, and you'd be able to see it, and you're traveling with the team. You get to make these great calls and everything else. treated
5: so well by them, yes. So, like, I feel great for you, but I'm also jealous
2: because, like, I think it's awesome. Wasn't Aaron Donald on that Pittsburgh team? He was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was. That was very cool. great players of all time. But I do miss that. Like, miss being sure. a part of something like that. And I think it's, I think it's really cool. And I think that, you know, you could have a great, great
5: spring and a, and a, and a tournament run. I mean, I, they're, they're that good. Happen to agree with you. And the, the league is wide open this year as well. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, man. No, so Minnesota last night beat Ohio State. <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> That's two in a row for Ohio State now. <laughs> uh, you all. And now, guess who they're coming to the rack? Jersey Mike's Arena Sunday. Mm-hmm. Ohio State. Nice. Uh, uh a very angry Ohio State team. Well, you know, right? Rutgers is angry <laughs> for losing to them last time with that, that is stupid true. play at the end. That is true. So <laughs> it goes both ways. Anyway. Uh we are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. By the way, you were great in this. Boomer, much I, must I was. You were outstanding. Yes. Oh, and we're you. brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. I want to play something free. I want to know if you remember this. Before we get to the Giants and the um Are they playing the Vikings? Right. Uh, um so I came across this. On Twitter yesterday, at some point, you tell me if you have any recollection of sitting in a restaurant in 1986, watching Dolphins Patriots play with your playoff fate on the line. Yeah, it was at the waterfront. You do remember? Yes. All right. So here was this was you with Al Michaels. You were mic'd up, and so was Collinsworth. Right. And uh, Al Michaels is doing the call on ABC. I guess it was. And There's our guys, (laughs)
2: Boomer Science on the left, and uh, Chris Collinsworth on the right. And we'll talk to Bloomer at halftime. Guys, that looks like a she-she place. So can we get a reservation there? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Slip him a 20, all right? We won't talk to you at halftime.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a game. <laughs> right. I, it was a Monday night game between the Patriots and Dolphins. And we we had gone 10-6. and 6, And I... I, I want to say we needed the yeah, Miami to, to win, win right? or Miami to win. Oh, I'm okay. not sure. One of those two. One of them obviously right. would win, so we would make the playoffs. Well, we didn't make the playoffs to ten and six.
5: You did not. No. And all the things you don't remember that you do remember. I do remember. Look at my guys,
3: man. Pretty good. Look at how good look at how good those guys look. Right. See the look at how big my right tackle and left tackle are.
5: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, Joe man.
3: Walters and uh, my man Anthony Munoz. How about that? As Bruce Reimers, right there, the pig farmer, number seventy five. <laughs> The pig farmer. That's yeah, what he big does. Big cause, big cause. There he is Holy Cross guy. Look at
2: the hand pads on these linemen. I feel yes. like you don't see that anymore. Like the that large of a hand pad. You don't see any of it anymore.
3: Yeah, it's true. There's Collinsworth, Tim McGee, Eddie Brown, Jim Riggs is number
5: eighty six. You would say that photo is what year? I want to say it's eighty six. I mean, that is a crystal clear photo. It looks like it could yeah. be last Sunday. <laughs> yeah. The Motley Crew, right there, is my boys. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Anyway, so we move on. Giants, Vikings, Sunday, four forty. And here is Wink Martindale. We need to go out there and play Giants defense. I said it
3: before. If you got an NY on your helmet or the old school Giants on your helmet, uh, you know you're going to attack. Now, there's different ways to attack or to be smart.
1: And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we pressure like we do is because we know they're going to hit.
5: No, they're certainly going to have to do that with Kirk Cousins, you would think. On Sunday, here was Saquon Barkley looking at the team's past for some guidance, maybe. I talked to Strahan
3: when he was here not too long ago. And I asked him, I was like, what's really the difference between playoff football? He um, was obviously like, the intensity rises and all that. But the, biggest,
2: the best advice he gave me was just don't make the game bigger than it needs to be. Did yeah. that's it. Did anybody ask uh, Dable or the team if they're looking ahead and prepping for Philadelphia yet? Has that happened? Because <laughs> I, I know I know sometimes there's at least some coaches here, maybe the quality control guys, that'll work a week ahead. Well, I'm sure someone's yeah. breaking down that film already, sure. Yeah, no, I would I would assume so. So Someone has to be. Right, just, I mean, basically, these guys are tired to answer these questions. They're like, Let's, we just got to get this one out of the way. You know, it's just one of those things. Let's just get it out of the way. We'll move on to Philadelphia, and then we'll talk some real playoffs at this point. That's really what they're thinking. I mean,
5: I know what they're saying, but we all know what they're thinking. Maybe. Here's Kirk Cousins. What he's thinking about is not having to get on a plane this weekend, the fact that he's got the game in his building.
2: Excited to be hosting a home playoff game. Um, you know, we expect it to be a great atmosphere on Sunday afternoon and, uh, um, you know, playing a great football team as is expected in the playoffs. And Why are you laughing? Because I'm just thinking, Kirk, this is your moment to prove to me there is a God. <laughs> This is your moment. If you are so fully in belief that there is a God, then that God will take care of you and must take care of me. So go out there and prove it to me. I will believe in God if you win this football game. I'll be with you, Kirk. I will be in the front row of your next ministry, and you can throw holy water on me. I will be reborn. I'll get baptized again! No, I
3: have a feeling that if they do win, then you're going to be talking about how you're going to lose the next game. <laughs> and then we're going to have to go through a whole nother week of that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> probably. That, that, that's that's it's exactly if what's going to happen. If it's, it's San Francisco, then probably. putting
5: off the misery for another yeah. week? Well, essentially,
2: yes. But isn't it fair to
5: say that God helped them when they were down 33-0? nothing? is fair to say, yeah. But, I mean, well, this is well, a How about Buffalo game. when uh, you know, Josh Allen mm-hmm. fumbled
3: on the one-yard line? That's right. That's what
5: that's- about the fact that none of this really matters? <laughs> Too, Jerry, come on. <laughs> that is true. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, don't ruin it for us, will you? Well, go out and win. That's all I would tell you. Uh, Saturday, you mentioned the Niners. They played the Seahawks. That'll be followed by the Chargers and the Jaguars. Here's Brandon Staley. <laughs> it's a this new game. Thinks, I guess. Yeah, I, yes, this is not going to help his cause either. What happens in the playoffs is, you know, every play, every possession is magnified. Um, You have a ton of ton of film. You know, you have 17 games worth of film for someone to watch, and you know it's extremely well scouted. He can't be that boring with his team, can he? No, he.
2: he, I'm sure he is. Because think about it. Like you know, these other guys. Like when I hear Sean McVay talk to the media, and you hear you see some of the locker room stuff. I mean, it's the same guy. But I mean, this guy, I, I have to try to look up him after a big win. And hear what he sounds like if they have one of those locker room videos. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't know what he said. Yeah, in the locker room videos, for
3: sure. But when he's up at the podium, he basically goes through the roster. Tells everybody, that's him, how, yeah, how, how great
5: they all are. You know, a lot of them do. Even Tomlin does that now. He talks before taking questions a lot of press conferences for like five, six, seven minutes. Yeah, he breaks down the injury yes. report, talks about whatever
2: else is on his mind with the team, then goes into the opponent, and then he goes into and, questions. And Belichick does that, too, on Wednesdays. He talks for a long time before taking questions and then not answering them. If I were out there making decisions with the L.A. Chargers, that would be one of those places that I would look to get the big head coach. Because that team, you know, link him up with Sean Payton, Justin Herbert. That is, and that's like an over the top well, situation. I mean, they're
3: in the playoffs, so let's see what. Happens. I
2: know, but I just think I don't. Think, I just, I, he does a lot of weird stuff, man. He's too analytical. We talk about it all the time. His weird two point conversion. <laughs> He's going for a fourth and in inches on his own twenty two. <laughs> he does do that, and then he kept those starters in way longer than they needed to be in week 18. I mean there's there's real legitimate criticisms of him and by the way if Justin Herbert's so great and everybody believes that he is, he should be better than this already. He should be knocking on that we don't we don't put Herbert in that Burrow Mahomes oh, Allen he's there. discussion. He's not there. he's not he's not well, I mean he's like the fourth best out of them. Okay? Out of, out of the, there's five of them. I think a better coach gets them into that right up there.
3: And
5: all five are on the AFC side, and all five are in the playoffs. Uh, Bengals and Ravens on Sunday night. Joe Mixon says, hey, we are the defending AFC champs, are we not?
3: As I said, I believe, what, last week or two weeks ago? Like... Um, and I stand on it, like we the big dogs of the AFC, and everybody knows that.
5: Yeah, you got to go through the Bengals, is what he's telling you, although they'll have to travel, of course, moving forward after this, but if, if they win, win if they, they if they, don't, they're going to win. Oh, okay. the Ravens? Yeah, with Tyler Huntley. You're right, mm-hmm. exactly. Who can't score? Come have, on. Hard the Dolphins time. and the Ravens have very little chance to win this weekend. Who do you think's got a better chance, the Ravens or the Seahawks? The Seahawks. Hmm, interesting.
2: I would think. Especially in the weather. The weather? The, the weather, weather. Yes. Has that line come down
3: because of the weather? Uh, not sure. I don't but, think... You know, that Dark Sky app went into Apple
2: now and... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Just, just go to weather.com. Use the Weather Channel What's app. that? The Weather Channel app is great.
5: What, what sucks? Apple. Oh. Okay.
2: <laughs> you might case <laughs>
5: sometimes. Was <laughs> that? Know, did you just hear yourself? they ruined a good app. They, well, yeah, they folded it into their <laughs> stuff. I mean, and they now it looks different. That's the problem. It looks different. I hear you. Uh, Monday night, and we'll do more of this, of course, on Monday, but you got the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. I thought this was fun. So Tom Brady does his show on Sirius, as we know. It's a podcast, but it's a show every week. He had Roger Staubach and Steve Young on, hmm. which was kind of cool. And here was Young basically saying, me and Staubach wish we were doing, would have done what you're doing, and that's play to this uh, late age. Roger and I, and I, I felt this way for five or six, seven years after. I, was like, I should, like, st- I could still do it. Like why did I why did I quit? <laughs> and then Tom did it. And I was like, man. Mm. You know, I knew I should've like and I know Roger, that was in your head for a long time because I'd run into you when you were fifty five and you'd be like, I could still do it. <laughs> Now if it wasn't for guys being a little bit stronger and faster, you felt like you would have at least still played. No? Yeah. Not worried about getting injured, right? Right. Game was different then. Well and I did was. uh
3: Steve Young's last mm-hmm. game. He took a vicious hit from Aeneas Williams.
2: He laid there for a while, Yeah, right? Is that Fishes true? Hit. Yes. Like Aikman and LeVar
3: Arrington? Yes. I mean, like I, I guess he's forgetting <laughs> that he took these concussions. A lot of them, too. And by the way, we probably would have played had we been paid, you know, $40 million to play. Totally different set of circumstances under the current set.
5: Or the current environment for
3: and the backs to be successful, right?
5: Yeah. And the rules are different too. Um, the Celtics beat the Nets 109-98. They held Brooklyn to just sixteen points in the fourth quarter. Twenty for Jason Tatum. Uh, here was Ben Simmons give Boston their due. Coming in here tonight and playing a team like that, that's fun. You know, you want to play the best, the best team, um, and that's
3: the way they play is just they're very together.
5: Yep, and they are the one seed in the East. The Nets now three back as they will navigate the next few weeks, as we know, without Kevin Durant. Uh, Mavericks beat the Lakers in double overtime 119, 115. Luka Doncic, 35, 14, and 13. LeBron James just applauds. Big time players make big time shots. It's so that simple. And it was that, and he made big shots last night. A couple of big threes in overtime and double overtime. Uh, and I think at the end of regulation as well. Also of note, the Cavaliers beat the Blazers 119-113-26 for Donovan Mitchell. Nixon, Washington tonight. And the Rangers get a goal with less than a second to go from Keandre Miller to tie things up. And then they take the stars and beat the stars in overtime.
4: Back away.
5: He's as good as ever, Sam Rosen. Hard. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean I get it. <laughs> Sam Rosen on MSG. Two one the final score as uh, the Rangers win that game in overtime. Um, Adam Fox, if you couldn't hear it, had the game winning goal. Igor Shusturkin made twenty four saves. Uh, here was Miller on that last second goal to get things even from in front of the net. And, uh, talked, talked right to me. I honestly thought Troche was going to kind of take it off my stick there,
3: but uh, no, he did a good uh, good job. I was. Coming down the, coming down no, that's He scored the goal. Yes, uh, Islanders did. beat the Wild I'll 3-1. I tell you what, Mika unbelievable. He is a really great player. God, is he great. Yes.
5: Uh, Minnesota, all three goals in the third. Sam Steele with the game even at one snapped that 1-1 tie. Uh, Islanders and Rangers off tonight. You've got the Devils and Anaheim at 10 p.m. against the Ducks.
2: Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've had a wild week here for sure. It's going to be another wild week, regardless of the outcome, I think, with the Vikings and the Giants next week. And part of this wild week was the introduction of Eddie Brown, the Picks jockey, who wrote an email somehow via our website to Spike Eskin, asking if Boomer remembered riding a donkey at a racetrack 40 years ago. He then heard us talking about that email, called up. We learned about his life and what he does now. And he bets college basketball games and Major League Baseball games Mm. and makes one bet a night. And he was on a crazy heater, and we jumped on his heater, and we took his last three picks. Won the first pick, lost the second pick at a really bad beat, and won again last night. And he started when he called us with 23 followers. He's now got close to 6,000 followers And he's been great. Now, for whatever reason, he just admitted he's a little paranoid. For whatever reason, he's thinking that I don't like him, which is the exact opposite. I've had a blast talking to Eddie this week. I even went home and played the whole segment for Gina because she was driving Sabrina to school or whatever. Didn't get a chance to hear it. I said, look how cool this is. Yeah. Two
3: things, though, about Eddie that I found out going through his Twitter feed. Oh, yeah? Number one, he likes Carton better and Michael K. better. <laughs> really? He yeah. just said both of those Well, things. I don't know about Michael K. I just added that oh, on there. wow. Just, man, a, just oh, to stir man. some... Churn it up a little bit. No so-
5: one else makes him a little nutty. He, like, randomly fully capitalizes some words. That is true. It's
2: weird. He does do that. So we find out that Eddie the Picks Jockey doesn't like me,
5: but I do like him.
2: Yeah, he likes Carton better. Right? Oh, I wow, that, yeah.
5: man. Oh, man. Then when you tweeted that to him, that... No, I like you. He wrote, apology
2: accepted. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's on the line again. Uh,
4: Eddie, what's going on, man? I need you, Gio, to give me a football bet so I can make it after we're done. But oh, jeez.
2: Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this much, Eddie. You don't want to ask me about that. The person you want to ask about that is Jerry Recco. Jerry Recco has had the best record we've ever had on this show since it started and i would ride him and for me it's too much of an emotional spot with the vikings and giants but uh, i do appreciate you wanting to know what i'm gonna bet so so what's the deal it turns out after all this since boomer was going through your twitter account that it's not me that doesn't like you it's you that doesn't like me apparently
4: no no i'm paranoid it, it, it's your that the manner you have you know what i mean excitable and loud like me okay
2: all right well i mean you shouldn't be paranoid at all like i said everything i'm saying is true i've had a blast talking to you this week and following your picks and i'm sitting there on espn plus streaming these games i would have never known about if it weren't for you so you've provided joy in my life this week and you should know that thank
4: you maybe i should see it sort of shrink
2: yeah, maybe. I mean, I would not recommend against it, I'll tell you that much. I would I would definitely recommend that, that you could. It could really help you out, and then you wouldn't have these paranoid feelings or anything like that. Uh, it seems like, though, for the most part, you're handling your newfound fame pretty well.
4: I don't want fame.
2: I just want winners. You just want... <laughs> hey, why is it, uh, Eddie, that you do capitalize some words, like uh, random words? I just do it. But why? I mean, is it something? Do you, do you write that? Do you text like that as well to your friends? No, a
4: lot of times when I text, I miss a letter. it took my hands, you know, hit the wrong letter the next to it, and I don't change it.
2: You know? <laughs> and by the way, on TV, they're uh, showing your pictures as a jockey on CBS Sports Network. So that's got to be pretty cool that you're on the national TV now uh, as a as a jockey. Um, so all right. Um, I think when we do spruce up this Twitter account and you get your picture up there and you change your name, you also, in your profile, need to put that line that you just said, I don't want fame, I just want winners. Yeah. I think that should okay. be your tagline. Okay. Yeah. All right. There he goes, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie you sound a little down now. this morning. man. Eddie, you won the game last night. You Texas State covered for you, minus two and a half. You sound a little down this morning.
4: No, no, I, I, was, I, I need a football bet because I'm bad at it. So
2: can you get Jerry to give me one? Sure. Um, well, we make our picks at 945. And
4: oh, okay. okay. Yeah,
2: so 945 uh, Eastern Time, uh, we will be making our picks. So you can listen to Jerry, and I'll have him put like his – I'll ask him what his most confident pick is, and then you can yes. ride with him. Since we've been riding with you, you can ride with him.
4: Right, and I'm going to go fifty.
2: All right, fifty dollars.
4: you that on the football.
2: All right, so for- if
4: you recommended him. That's good for me. I want to ask Boomer if he's ever heard from Eddie Brown in the recent years. His famous receiver.
2: I
3: no, I have not talked to him in uh, in recent months no.
4: But you have in the last few years. He's doing fine, right? Uh last I heard, yes. Oh, that's good. That's good.
2: So was Eddie Brown yes. your favorite player back then? Because that's your name as well.
4: Yes,
2: I was out there then, too. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so you won last night. That was great. I bet on the game last night and woke up to some more money in my FanDuel account, so thank you for that. Uh, do we have a pick for tonight now, Eddie? Yes,
4: we do, and
2: it's an early game. Oh, it's an early game. All right. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Kent State minus three. Kent State minus three. All right, let me... Oh, and it's on CBS Sports Network. Oh, and now we're going against the Bobcats?
4: Yeah, I'd go against my mother if it meant a
3: cash in a bet. <laughs> that's another line. Right, that you now we're going consider. against the Bobcats. That's kind of weird, man. And they're at the Bobcats. That's right. Hey, the- I think
4: Kent State's the best
2: team in the MAC conference. Okay. okay. All right, so let me see
3: here. And the you- hey, heck, it's right here on CBS Sports Network. That, that's <laughs> what you call a promo. Eddie's figuring it out. Pretty smart. <laughs> that's great. Tonight it's 630, Kent State at and Ohio. By, and by the way... Eddie didn't get the words out of his mouth, Kent State at Ohio, and they already had the graphic
2: up. It's because they're probably looking at his Twitter account. I think he oh, put it no, out no, on his no, Twitter that. account. Okay. Okay. Uh, See, so Eddie, it's already up to three and a half. What should I do?
4: Don't touch four.
2: All right, so I'll just bet the three and a half. If
4: you got to give a hook, you got to lower
2: it. All right, all right. If you
4: got to give the hook, you got to cut the bet
2: all right here we that go all right i'm I'm in. It. it's not at four i'm not going to touch um i am in it i am in at three and a half so it.
4: make it a little lower than if it's three okay
2: you know gotcha gotcha right. so his initial bet was three yeah line his his was, was three. three okay right but it but already it influenced again yeah it's incredible okay absolutely <laughs> did you ever think eddie that you'd be influencing college basketball lines by your picks one day
4: Well, when I started doing it, I got to several people that competitive, and I challenged them. And I said, see if you can do any better. And I had a guy that's been with me since day one. It was just me and him on the Alcorn State game, and we covered easy.
2: And now you've branched out, and it's you and thousands of people that are riding with your picks.
4: Yeah, I just hope I don't lose them any money.
2: That yeah, the well, they know what pick they're, pick they're doing, though, Eddie. I mean, they, it's their choice to follow. You, right? you are not forcing them to follow your picks. They're choosing to do it because you're good at it.
4: But what I can uh, guarantee, if you bet everything I do in a year, you will not lose money.
2: Okay. All right, very good. Um, and
4: $1,000 $1, wins, I'm three out of four this year.
2: On your big $1,000 nice. plays. Okay, all
4: the, right. The, the last $1,000 one win was against Chris Bassett in the Mets. I bet on him in that Sunday night game against Atlanta. Oh, God. And he was a nervous wreck, and he blew the game. <laughs> yes, he but did. I'm going to 1,000. He's not going to pitch good against San Diego. He's the guy that doesn't want the ball.
2: Hey, you were right about and that. San Diego rocked him. Yep, yes, yes, they did. They did rock him. Thanks for, the, uh,
3: thanks for the reminder. By the way, I'm just wondering, maybe during tonight's Ohio-Kent State game, that maybe CBS Sports Network could put together a promo. <laughs> Of us talking to Eddie
2: and Eddie making the pick. <laughs> that would be awesome if they did that. They probably wouldn't because it's gambling, but that would be awesome. What
5: about a Manning cast with you two and Eddie? <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, that would be yeah. tremendous. We'd get them in on Zoom and do that whole thing. Uh, all right, Eddie, so that's that's great, man. We got the pick. We're ready to go. Uh, don't be paranoid anymore. We love you, Eddie. Okay. We want that Twitter account this weekend to get updated with the picture and everything else. And uh, by the way, do you do really well in like, the NCAA tournament brackets because of I, your well, wealth of knowledge? Can- college
4: my first balance thousand dollar bet was arkansas it went eight and a half i bet 500 it went up to 10. of course you know we in maryland we had to go to the casino so i had to go to ann county and i put the bet in when it went to 10 i went down and put another 500 on it and they won the game outright i was sitting there rooting for Arkansas with these younger guys and all the old yuppies were in there where the British people are with you know eating caviar and one guy they they hated me and and one guy yells out uh, here they're coming back I said, Yeah they might come back but I'm getting ten <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: in your face. All right Eddie, uh, best of luck man. Thank we you. will we will talk to you soon. Stay in touch on Twitter and we'll be following your picks. Thank you, sir. All right, see you, Eddie. That's you Eddie go. the
3: Picks Jockey. All right, good. There you go. Yeah. All right, then, then next week we can we can just... What do we do next week? We just
2: follow him no, on No, I think that... Yeah, I don't think we'll have him on every day. Right. And that's not because we don't like him. We do we like him, yeah, Eddie. of course. But, you
3: know, it gets to be a little bit
2: redundant. Um, yeah, we'll, so what we'll end up doing is we'll check in occasionally with Eddie the Picks Jockey. And if he's got one of those big plays that he's talking about, those super confident plays, mm-hmm. then I think those are the ones that we could have him on for. Eddie the Picks Jockey. There you go. So how we didn't ask him his level of uh,
0: play confidence.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll see if it's on Twitter. It probably it it might be on there.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.